Is it time to panic? Is the sky falling? Has the rain ended? We're going to talk about this and what is happening to our Astros on this edition of Locked on Astros. Alvarez, it's a high drive center field. Beer leans back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Locked on Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked on Houston Astros and we update you joins for a daily Locked on Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talkstros. You can find the show at Locked on Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can we find you at? Eric, are you trying to hide your face under the hat because you're ashamed of the Astros? Come on, buddy. Where's your positive spirit? They can find me at ACL Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Strohs411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive. Always Strohs. And hey, happy Father's Day. I know you, you may be listening on a Monday, but happy Father's Day to my dad. I got to go to the um, game with my daughter and my grandson today. So had a great Father's Day. Eric, happy Father's Day to you, sir. Uh, same to you and same to all my uh, fathers in my life and to all the listeners who make themselves everydayers, whether you're a father or if you're if you have a father that listens to us. Thank you for supporting us. We are just a couple of teachers that just like doing this and um, enjoy uh, taking time. Um, our kids enjoy how I mean, understand how much this means to us. So thank you for making us your first listen every day, whether it's on YouTube. Go and subscribe to us. Go and make us your first listen and become everydayer on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, go and check us out. And so we're going to talk a little bit about the Astros losing four games in a row, being swept by the Cincinnati Reds. Yes, that team that's been a uh, disgrace for the past few years. They're they're a legit team now. And uh, they're like a half game out of the uh, top of the NL Central. So we're also going to look at some of the biggest concerns of this Astros teams right now, because I think it's time to start looking at things. So Astros have an extra innings problem. Why are they having extra Ooh. innings problem? And Breggy got a little bit of help from a friend. What help did he get? We'll talk about that. There's a roster move before the game today. Um, it's going to affect the rotation. We'll talk about that. And then we'll, we have some health updates and some other news surrounding the Houston Astros. We still love the Astros. We still love watching every game. And uh, this series was a little bit hard to stomach. And but same time, the Astros do have a glorious 39 and 33 record, Brett, to just get the show started off on the right step. This is their worst record since uh, 2016 through 72 games in that season. They did not make the playoffs. So let's uh, go to you, Brett. <laughs> wow. Kick my dog while you're at it. Good Lord. What a what a depressing lead into a show. I'm joking. Um, look, this this. uh this isn't okay. I'm not going to use the word collapse, okay? But I am going to use the word collapse. I, I don't. I don't mean a full-on collapse. But this this collapse lately, where they had started heating up, you know, they had started scoring more runs. They they started out, you know, they they won three or four from LA coming into June. Um, then they beat. Then they that crushed Toronto eleven to four. And ever since then, like the wheels have absolutely fallen off. And the offense, while the offense has been inconsistent, the relief pitching and the starting pitching has held it together. Well, as of late, 
Um, it it seems like I mean today, you know, the relief pitching there there are a lot of questions I have. The starting pitching hasn't really been terrible. I, I mean, Ronel Blanco. I mean, for what it's worth, didn't pitch a bad game today. Um, you, um, you know, he had several swings and misses, and we'll get into those details. But there are just some concerns here, Eric, for this team. Look, the Reds have won eight in a row, so they're a hot team. When you hit a hot team in baseball, I don't care if it's the Oakland A's or the Cincinnati Reds or the New York Yankees. When a team is hot, they're hot. When you're not, you're not. When everything goes wrong, it seems to really go wrong. And I thought today when the Astros are up 5-2, to two, they're going to win this. It's going to be an easy win. They're going to walk out of this series and into a New York series. You're facing Verlander and Scherzer in the three days, right? Mm-hmm. Like this 5-2, to two, I can take a 5-2 to two victory. And before you knew it, it was 5-5. Five to five. And then I just – I don't know. Like, like there are concerns here and – they have got a lot to fix, and I promise you that they are scratching their heads as much as you and I are, if not more, and trying to dive into it, what it is they need to do to turn the ship around. Well, I know that the Astros, I know the the Friday game, that was more something that happened in the seventh inning, but the bullpen has been a little bit scary recently. Uh, uh, JP France gave up the two runs, but that was it. Then Seth Martinez came in and Montero did a good job on Friday. But then Saturday, that was an epic uh, disaster of a bullpen appearance. I know that uh, it just it just it's just scary to know that how dominant this bullpen was. It's just not the same anymore. And then you had a Montero give up, make it go from a six to three game to a 10 to four game on Saturday. And then you had what happened today where Seth Martinez just gave up the lead again. And I know there's a big error that was made. Bregman um, overthrew. Oh, yeah base and it's just um and then Dubon like leveled uh I forgot who it was but it just it just it was just a lot of I believe it was um I believe it was Jonathan leadoff hitter yeah 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 Jonathan India yeah so like the Reds walk out of here kind of limping a little bit some of their players and it's just Eric the errors today the the miscues defensively um, in, in the second game yeah Pena, yeah, Pena with his errors. Look, this club just, they haven't looked sharp lately. And and this is going to happen. What's interesting to me is how quickly a lot of people jump off the ship of, oh, well, the rain is over. The dynasty is ending. It's come to an end. We need to be sellers at the trade deadline. Like, there are people ready to put us in rebuild mode already. There are people saying, we need to bring up Gilbert now. And it's just like, Stop. Look, Jim Crane owns a logistics company. I'm pretty sure he's navigated pretty tough waters. And I guarantee you, Jim Crane is not happy with what's going on. I guarantee you that he doesn't like what he's seen on the on the on the diamond. And you've got to wonder what these conversations between Dana Brown and Dusty Baker are in the locker room about the lineup, because I think some of the lineup construction Although I don't know that it affects everything, putting your best offensive team out on the field to me seems like the best option right now because your offense is the biggest factor I think that's struggling right now. So one of your concerns is the fact that Dusty Baker does not put his best lineup out. out. And uh, so that's what I'm hearing you say. I feel like I'm your counselor today. So what I'm hearing (laughs) you say 
Mr. Chancy is that Dusty does not put his best lineup out. And I, a part of it was the fact that he sat Altuve today. And um, part of it was he had his four hit game yesterday and uh, he had like the home run, the double and everybody's like, How, why do you always sit like the player right after he has the breakout game? Cause he was, he's been kind of struggling lately and this was his, way uh, like the excess velocity on the hits were pretty good and then why do you sit him a lot of people have been questioning why he's not leading off why do you have Corey jolks leading off in that game saturday even though he did have two walks but that changes his adjustment at the plate and we saw him today batting what eighth and then he had the home run so it's a little bit different uh philosophy and uh we'll definitely have to talk a little bit more about uh, the thing that Dusty Baker has been worried about by not having that third catcher came true in today's game where he had to pinch hit for Martin Malinado. Um, and then Diaz had to become a catcher, meaning they lost the DH and they had to play old school uh, NL baseball. So that was something to consider. So what other concerns besides the, um, well, to go off of that, I guess yeah. I would say is that I just, there needs to be more consistency. I know that Astros are still trying to find out who they are without Alvarez, but I don't think that the answer, if it's not Dubon, it needs to be Altuve leading off and either I, them. You exactly. don't need to, you don't need yes. to force a, a square peg into a, a star or a circle hole. It's not going <laughs> to, Oh, I like that. I was like, I was waiting for a round hole. You're like, or a trapezoid hole. You're going <laughs> with the whole, like you're like mixing it up there. Look, Jake Myers absolutely needs to be in center field. Chas McCormick probably needs to play left field most of the time. Those guys have higher OPSs than Corey Jokes. I love Corey Jokes. I love what he offered today. He got the solo home run. He could have been a part of a victory today had they held the line at the end. But Corey is not offensively the best option right now, hitting-wise. And that doesn't mean that that he can't hit. It's just maybe he's a good guy off the bench. Also, I think they need to talk to Abreu, Montero, Presley, find out what the heck's going on. Presley said he's working on his stuff, but these relievers seem to be really susceptible. And we'll talk later on about an arm they brought up that I think will help because he is going to be part of the bullpen. But look, just like any championship team, you need to realize that there is someone that is in your corner and they are eBay Motors, the right parts, the right fit, the right price at ebaymotors.com. For a championship team, it's about making sure every player is a perfect fit. And that's what we're talking about on the show today. How do we make these players fit perfectly so that they can win? Well, eBay Motors has got it all figured out. They have an eBay guaranteed fit. You can be sure that every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. That's right. Because just like sports, confidence is the name of the game. When you shop eBay Motors, and while you have over 122 million parts to choose from, you don't have to worry because you'll get them right on time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts, the right fit for the right price on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. And the Astros play the Mets on Monday night, 7, 10 p.m. Central. Catch all the hometown broadcast action 
with Sirius XM on the SXM app, Search Astros. All right. So um, I feel like uh, we need some counseling music coming up. So let's see what this daydreaming is. All right. Is this good counseling music? Uh, just having this in the background so we can express our feelings and uh, just kind of discuss what's going on with the Houston Astros as I yes. click the wrong thing. So this is, um, this is very calming, Erica. Thank you. I, I needed this today. Thank you. What I hear you say is that um, you need to tell Montero and Abreu to be better at their job and not to give up runs. And for uh, Maton, even though he's had a great year, to not suck it up every once in a while. And for other relievers, Seth Martinez, to just do his job and pitch shutout innings. So exactly, Brett Chancy, how are you going to achieve that? Okay, well, they got to go back and they've got to look at what, what Montero's throwing. They need to find what hitters are looking for what they're teeing off on. And they just need to see, is there a different mixture of pitches? Is there a completely different situation that you need to put him in? And basically, look, dude, we're paying you a lot of freaking money. We just gave you one of the five largest contractors that is contracts that's given to relief pitchers in Major League Baseball. Mm -hmm. So you've got to put up or shut up. We can't send you down to the minors. We can't DFA you. So you're ours. Like, we believe in you. With that check that we wrote you is our faith in you. You just got to step it up. Abreu, I think, is a confidence thing. Abreu throwing just seems like he's not throwing with as much confidence. He's not executing. And Ryan Presley, I think, has already figured out. Look, Presley, I gave you the numbers. I gave everyone the numbers a couple shows ago. His swing and his, his like, whiff percent is way down like people are not missing the 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 hooks the different pitches he's been throwing because he's not throwing them out of the zone when he is they're getting them so i just think they just need to go back to the drawing board eric and these hitters these hitters need to look at what's going on at the plate because they're either too aggressive or they're not aggressive enough yes so you know yeah, the Astros are also 0-6 in extra innings. I know yes. that's not one of the things that you listed, but that's that's a very big concern because how many games in the postseason did the, did the Astros have to play that go extra innings? Offense is at a premium at times, and it just seems like you can't prevent that runner, at the ghost runner at second base from scoring. And a lot of this is um, the Astros tend to use their better pitchers in the 7th, 8th, and ninth inning, like we saw in today's game where Presley came in in ninth inning, and then you you have somebody like Seth Martinez, who's not, um, uh, no offense, but sorry, sorry, counselor, but um, he's just not the best reliever out there. And uh, likely once the Astros make a trade at the trade deadline, they're going to get a reliever to replace somebody like Seth Martinez. But uh, that's the reason why. And they're not pitching situational pitching. They're not pitching to, uh, you got a runner at second with no outs. How are you going to pitch to this guy? And uh, I feel like that that's what's another thing they're lacking as well, too. So that's up to the pitching coaches to do a better job with what you got left. And uh, like like our principals say, we don't get to choose the kids that we get as teachers. Uh, that The parents send the best kids they got. And so after you use the best relievers, these are the best kids you got. Yeah, I, you know what? 
the bottom line is there are other teams out there. I mean, look, if the Oakland A's can can spout off seven or eight wins in a row, why can't we? If the A's can find ways to produce and beat, you know, I mean, we beat the Rays earlier in the season. Um, but one of the things I was looking at earlier is, is just like just how absolutely insane it is that we've given up 16 runs in these extra inning games, Eric. 16. Mm-hmm. Like we like we're not we're not losing these games eight to seven, nine to eight. We're losing these games by four and five runs each. And the ghost runner rule absolutely sucks. But I tend to think that it wouldn't matter if there's a guy on second because someone's going to score anyways. But right. the way our relief pitching just absolutely implodes and falls apart. So they've got to figure out what it is that they're doing or not doing because I get it. Every once in a while, you're going to give up two or three runs. But every game, they could put it way out of reach. Like when they when they got that run was 9-7. to seven. I'm like, okay. Like, who cares? Like, you're not going to match them. If they put a three spot, you're not matching that. You haven't done it all year. So the extra innings thing is absolutely an Achilles heel. The bottom line is injuries have played a part. I do think that some of the construction of the lineup throughout the season has the inconsistency has maybe given way to some offensive inconsistency. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I told everybody before the season started, this season was going to be harder than last year. Last year was a freaking cakewalk. We owned the league, not only in the preseason, I mean, not only in the regular season, but in the postseason. And we just don't own the league this year. There's a lot more competitors, and that's what makes it a little bit more scary to me because there are a lot more contenders this year. Last year was two or three teams in each league, and that was it. Right. And a couple of those teams fizzled out at the end. But it's still about the long game. Don't lose sight. It's still about October. It's still a marathon. We're not out of this. The dynasty's not over. We're still reigning World Series champions. And I'm going to hang my hat on that and go with the confidence that I have deep down that this team does have it within them to pull themselves out of the depths of where they're at. And come July and August when they're playing better ball and in first place, we'll be like, oh, remember those times we were worried and, you know, crying and, Eric was like giving Brett Counson advice. We'd be like, oh, that was those, those those were those were good struggles, you know. It was good times. Yeah. Um, here's some words of advice from Chaz McCormick. This isn't anything like us. We'll play better, though. We're just a little injured, but we have to find ways to win. Everyone wants to come beat us because we're world champions. Us winning last year is in the past. So we just have to play better. And in a second, we're going to go and talk about who actually called Alex Bregman and gave him some hitting advice that actually got him to break a 0 for 14 streak. And uh, he went three for five today. And then we'll uh, talk a little bit more about uh, the kind of the roster moves over the weekend and some more Astros baseball. And you know what? If you're having a hard time watching a game and you need some place to maybe watch the game and have some great wings and maybe some great Bruce, go and check out Hooters, just like Brett and I do. Yeah, that's right. Hooters is a place to go. If you and your buddies want to go hang out and they want you want great brew, you want great wings, I promise you Hooters is there to make you happy. You can watch any Astros game, any sport you want, anywhere from Humble to Katy to Sugarland to Pearland to Seabrook, um, Webster, Galveston. I mean, all over the city of Houston, just look up Hooters. There's one close by. 
every week. Mondays, they have buy one, get one wings. Tuesdays, $9.99 burger and fries. Wednesdays, buy one, get one boneless wings. Thursdays, $19.99 wings and Big Daddy Bundle. Friday, $19.83 crab legs. Saturday and Sunday, kids eat free. And let me tell you, if you've been out and about, eating gets more and more expensive. But with Hooters, they make the experience enjoyable and affordable. So go hang out with the guys at Locked on Astros Hangout at Hooters and check out, ask for their featured beers on tap and tell them that we sent you the world-famous Hooters girls to go there for great wings and the best service. Tell them Locked on Astros sent you. The Astros played the Mets on Monday night in Minute Maid Park against our old foe, Justin Verlander, who is going to pitch. I don't know. Look. Monday or Tuesday, you're going to see Scherzer. You're going to see Verlander catch all the hometown action on SXM. Go to the ShareSXM app and search Astros. Scherzer on Monday and Verlander on Tuesday. So Okay. Excuse me. I got a phone call. Yeah. Hey, Brian McCann. What's up, buddy? Yeah, I'm not hitting like I I used to. Um, Oh, really? Oh, okay. So you think I need to move my front elbow up in the batting stance? Okay. All right, cool. Yeah, let me try that in game tomorrow. Okay, cool. Thank you. Bye, buddy. Uh, that's an example of the conversation Alex Bregman had with Brian McCann uh, yesterday, and it resulted in him breaking a 0-4-14 slump that he was in. And so he just said, move your front elbow up in your batting stance. And so I just thought that there was something. So basically – he was having his elbow up too far. So he just moved it up a little bit more this way. And so we'll, we'll see if that helps long-term, but um, he also, Bregman also had that big error kind of that um, led to uh, that big implosion in the third inning. And it kind of let leads to, um, we got to have this. Thoughts by Dusty. It wasn't a very good weekend. We made a few mistakes this weekend. The cost, if you're playing a hot club, when you give them opportunities and they capitalize on it. Thank you, Dusty. I really appreciate that. Look, look, how do I say this? Okay. I'm a fan of Dusty. Mm -hmm. I really am. I I respect Dusty more than more than a lot of people, just, just because of, of what he's been through in his life and his career, how long he's been in the game. But at some point, at some point, Eric, there has to be more people than just someone like Chandler Rome asking the tough questions publicly. Why are you putting jokes in there instead of this guy? Why are, why are you, why are you like, why are you not starting Diaz more? Like, why is Dana Brown saying one thing and you're doing another? And why does it seem that you are so dismissive? Like, I am a big fan of not panicking. I'm a big fan of, look, you you can only control what you can. It's gone. It's in the past. You got to move forward. I get that. But this is why a lot of people that don't like Dusty, and I would use the word some people I think literally hate him, which I don't know why you would hate anybody, for a sports move or whatever, but there are just some things, Eric, that are frustrating to watch because you don't really fully understand it. I know Dusty has a locker room. I know his players trust him, and I get that. 
we talked to Clay Hensley. He played for him, and he talked about how much the players love Dusty and Dusty loves his players. But at what point, Eric, does something click where Dusty's like, you know what, we need a more competitive advantage here, so I'm going to do this. I think maybe Dusty needs to start doing some things that he's never done before, right? And I, I just don't see that in him, and I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't believe it's you can't teach an old dog new tricks. I don't I don't think it's that simplistic, but Eric, maybe it is. Am I am I off the rails here? I, I just like I love Dusty, but ah, there's so so many things that frustrate me, you know? Yeah. Is that understandable? Right. And I was having a conversation with Brandon on the relevant app today, and I was we we're talking about some of the decisions about um him not playing Yiner Diaz a lot, and now that he's playing we're seeing a lot better results. Like the exit velocities of Yiner Diaz's five hits this homestand were like 104.1 on the single today, then 104.4 on the single, 104.1 on the home run, 96.6 on the RBI single, 105.4 on a solo home run. So now that he's playing more, we're seeing him kind of shine like we never got a chance to see before because Dusty would not give him a chance to play. Now that the uh, the only the only uh, I guess gleaming the thing that you can take some positively from um, Alvarez being hurt is that we're getting to see the rise of Diaz, and so by this may force his hand once everybody's healthy to say, okay, Malnado. We're going to have to go and sit you down a little bit more because uh, this guy is too good. This. Diaz could be one of the best catchers in a game um, as as soon as the end of the season. We're seeing him have that many good at bats. And Michael Brantley uh, did go ahead and uh, take some swings in the batting uh, on the field. And uh, he said he's pain free. And so there's still no update. Dan Brown said there's still no update on when he's ready to return. But it's good that, that the words pain free came out. So they're, they're not going to rush him. And this is what Brantley said. I don't want to say take my time. I want to stay within the process, believe in the process, and trust my rehab. I'm putting in the trust to get my swing back, putting in every day, and obviously have a different outcome. At the end of the day, he must be Brett. I'm human, and I don't want uh, nothing more than just be out there with my teammates. I work tirelessly in the training room with the doctors and trainers every single day to get back out there on the field. It hurts, but you have to pick yourself back up and continue to push forward. That's on uh, go ahead and rehabbing, then getting hurt again. So um, so he's coming back. Or Kitty threw off the mound on Sunday, threw 10 pitches. He's looking pretty good. And so there are some positive notes um, health-wise. So And Alvarez is still ways away, so uh, we'll see what happens here. But the Astros need to kind of weather the storm because the storm's coming. The Mets and the Dodgers. Those are I me. Mean, I know oh, the Mets like, are playing too good this year, but they're still a good team. It's like, wait, we just we mean it's coming. The storm is here, Eric. <laughs> Winter just have really, is coming. You, yeah, wind. You you just have you just have a nice you you have a nice cabana over the rain. You don't realize you're like, is it raining outside? You know, like when the storm hits and you're like sitting there and you're you're watching the movie, you're into it, and you're like, is that raining? You open it up and it's like like torrential rain and flash right. flood. Well it's not time to panic. Okay. Right. It's really not. But what I want to see is the Astros to 
if they if they limp into the playoffs, they'll be a team that other teams don't really expect to do a whole lot. Maybe that's a place they need to be. Maybe they need this adversity. Maybe they need this like going off of people's radar. Because I still believe in my heart of hearts that the Astros are the team to beat in the American League. I still believe that. And they're not performing like it, and they don't deserve that right now. I get it. But there's just something about this team that I know. That they have the you know ability how to, come you down now. <laughs> to crawl. They, they have the ability to crawl out of this pit. Of because let me tell you, man, don't go onto social media if you're having a bad day because it will screw you up, bro. Like you would think that the Astros were the worst things that ever became a part of baseball. And look, this team again cares more about their success and their wins than you or I do, right? And they know more than anybody, they want Urquidy back, they want Michael Brantley back. But you know what they also want? They want some freaking wins, and it pisses them off too. So, look. You know what they want, Brett? They want Sean Dubin, and Sean Dubin has had an excellent season for the Space Cowboys. Uh, he's, I think he started uh, five of nine outings for them this year. He has a 7.96 ERA over the 26 innings, and uh, so he was called up, and Brandon Belak was optioned before today's game. So that means that uh, Belak is out of the rotation for now. Blanco is in. So um, when he was asked, Dubin said that he's in the ro- he's in the uh, bullpen for now. But I wouldn't be surprised if you see them go to a six-man rotation every once in a while, mostly because of we saw them already kind of skip. Hunter Brown, or maybe just push his start back a little bit, just kind of give him a few extra days in between. So we may see them kind of use Dubin as a kind of a uh, spot starter here or there. Look, I love Dubin. I've 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 been on the Sean Dubin, you know, train for a long time. They call him Bird's Nest because of his beard. I know he's been up and down with like you know injuries here or there, but when his stuff is on, he's electric. He can touch a hundred. He did this last season. And when he is focused and firing the darts off of the mound, I, I think he, I think this is a great pickup, and this is a long time coming. This kid's worked really hard, so I really like it. Um, Sean Dubin, congratulations on the call up. Um, uh, uh, you know, just all the best to him. And Eric, this has been look, this has been a fun working through the frustration podcast of Locked On Astros, right? Thank you. Eric is my Dr. Phil. And I'm sure that Eric, maybe we need to start this subtext thing again. And we need to offer counseling advice through subtext. Let's talk about that and maybe roll it out this week. Look, for myself and Eric Heisman, we're the Locked On Astros podcast. Thank you all fam for showing up. Happy Father's Day again to the dads. You're the best. We could have done it without you. And thanks for making us run laps. Okay, look, thanks for those laps. We needed it. Don't forget to check out the whole Met series on, uh, it starts Monday night, 710 with Max Scherzer on the mound. And it's going to be an epic series. Uh, hopefully Astros offense shows up. But you catch every pitch with SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and search Astros. And uh, we'll be back uh, hopefully after tomorrow's game talking about Astros victory over Mad Max. And that's all we got. And we will see you later. Go Strips.